We come to our scripture reading today, but we will prepare ourselves for the Spirit because we just ask the Spirit to come and invade us and make us and mold us and fill us and use us. Are you ready for that? I hope so. Let's start with some silence. After this, there was a Jewish festival, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate in the north city wall, is a pool with the Aramaic name Bethsaida. It had five covered porches, and a crowd of people who were sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed sat there. A certain man was there who had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, knowing that he had already been there a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I don't have anyone who can put me in the water when it is stirred up. When I'm trying to get to it, someone else has gotten in ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man was well, and he picked up his mat and walked. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me and please pray for me. Almighty God, you have heard us pray. May your spirit come. Of course, your spirit is already here, Lord. You're always calling us, seeking to work with us. But at this time, we intentionally call out to you. I ask that you speak through me in spite of me. I ask that we hear you in spite of ourselves. That all that is said, all that is meditated upon, may it be of your spirit, may it be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Lord, you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. We are well into our series of questions. Jesus is the question. And the questions kind of haunt us if we sit with them. We can pass them on and walk on and leave them behind and, and probably not notice much difference. But if we let them work in our hearts, they kind of bring about some, some challenge. I hope. I hope. We started with what are you looking for? What is your name? Where is your faith? Do you see the woman? Today, do you want to get well? A very close friend of mine, and that doesn't even do it justice, more a brother than a friend, he is recovering from addiction um, from several things, but opioids. And he's been battling that for years, and he has died a couple of times, but has been brought back thanks to some of the things that they have to do that. Um, and just a few months ago, he, he was lost. We couldn't find him, and I was convinced I was never going to see him again. But they found him on a Sunday morning, uh, huddled in the cold, and from that point forward, he hasn't used and he is now on the road to recovery and has really turned his life around and we get to talk and what a joy to talk to someone you weren't sure you were going to get to talk to. Each day for him is a battle. Each day for him is a reward. That's how he looks at it. We talk about faith in God, which I've known him for 
25 years, and we've never talked about faith in God. I've tried. Don't get me wrong, I've tried, but uh, it's never been to much avail. I've invited him to church for over 20 years, but he, he went to a high school where there were some people there that went to a church, and they let him know every day how worthless he was, as a, and he was a sinner, and he was going to burn in hell, and he heard all these things, and frankly, wanted nothing to do with church. And frankly, I didn't blame him. He wouldn't even set foot in a church, and I tried. He got to the door a couple times and said, uh, maybe next week. His story of recovery looks back at his deaths and his resurrections, literally and metaphorically. He says a prayer every morning now, and I want to share this prayer with you. It's kind of the point of this story. His prayer is this, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for waking me up today. Please continue to wake me up today, and please continue to wake me up. I had to sit with that for a while, and I've heard him explain it, but what a wonderful, mysterious, beautiful prayer that speaks of gratitude for waking up, literally and metaphorically. It's also a request to continue to wake up, literally and metaphorically. There are variations and additions, they add different things to it, but the the base is the same. It's all about waking up. And I think about the words that I heard growing up every morning when it was time to wake up. It wasn't always wake up. It was get up. It's a powerful request and a reality to live in too. You, you got to live into this reality to wake up and to seek to be woken up as the day continues is to realize first that you're in the need of being woken up. We don't all come to that as quickly as others and He is all the better for embracing the reality every day. For years, he was convinced that he didn't have a problem. Anybody ever felt like that? I'm not the problem. You're the problem, right? For years, he was convinced he could figure it out himself. I got this, right? It took absolute rock bottom to wake him up. This opened the door of faith, and he is grateful for having hit rock bottom. Can you imagine? Gratitude for hitting rock bottom. I have my own story of hitting rock bottom. It's not the same one as his, but it led me to the path that that brings me here to this day. And like my friend, I'm so grateful for every painful step of descent that it took for me to wake up. I've prayed a similar prayer for years, and so he and I joked about this. My, My prayer is, Lord, I want to keep going. Keep leading me deeper into you and your will. And I leave that open-ended because if I think I can define that, I think I start to get myself in trouble. The journey of awakening can be painful. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, was it easy getting up this morning? Light gets flipped on, right? We have to go through that whole thing of pain in our eyes. Maybe you get woken up earlier than you wanted to and it hurts, does it not? And you might even have said something to the person that woke you up that you wouldn't repeat this morning. Um, Maybe that's just me. I have the pain every time I hear a baby cry in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. When the light is flipped on, the alarm clock goes off. To get up, it requires something of us. You don't just get up because it's a mechanical motion. You get up because you choose to get up every morning. Some of us manage to get up, though, without actually engaging the day. And that can make for a difficult life. 
And how many people do you know that, that wake up, but they don't actually get up? We have to want to get up. We have to want to be awoken. Jesus has never once forced anybody to wake up or to get up. In fact, we, we find in today's scripture, this man is even asked, do you want to get well? There's a blind man in Mark who Jesus calls the blind man forward who's been crying out to him and he says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you mean? What do you want? Jesus, obviously. And Jesus says, no, maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe that's not what he's looking for. Kind of a strange way. We want to stay in our sleepy state sometimes, or I'll speak for myself. I like where I'm at. Sometimes I say, Lord, maybe I don't want to keep going because that's good right now. I don't want the discomfort of the light breaking in on a new part of my life. And I can't grow, though, if I don't live to awaken. Sometimes it takes rock bottom to finally be woken up, and we can be thankful for that. But wouldn't it be great if it didn't require that? Yeah. That could be today for all of us. Jesus encounters this man by a pool in Jerusalem. The pool is a place for people who needed healing. And if you check your Bibles, there's no verse 4 in this passage. And maybe a note underneath. The verse 4 explains the pool. They believed that an angel came down and stirred the water, and the first person in the water could receive healing. Could, not would. Jesus sees this man, and it says he knows he's been there for a long time, for 38 years, and yet, knowing all of that, Jesus says, do you want to get well? Imagine the man's response. Seriously? Especially if he knew that Jesus knew. But the man says, well, a loaded statement, really. Well, before we get there, let's, let's go back to Jesus' question. Do you want to get well? This word in the Greek, you know I love the Greek. This word in the Greek is not just get well as in recover from sickness. The same word is used for somebody to be born, to come into something new, to new life, to rebirth, or another way to say it. Do you want to become something new? Do you want to see the old pass away and something new come? Do you want to be made well? 38 years of this man's life by the pool. That is his life, laying by the pool, waiting, hoping, longing, trying, he says, trying to get in the water, failing, grieving, begging, depending, lying there. Maybe sleeping, literally, metaphorically, spiritually, not alive. He's not engaging the world. He's there, but he's not able to get up and probably doesn't have much reason to, even if he could. What would he do? For 38 years, I'm 38 years old. Man's been lying there since I was born. What's he going to do? What's life about? Now, he responds to Jesus bemoaning his situation, and I, he offers an excuse, really. Well, I try, but every time I get down there, someone got in before me. In 38 years, you haven't figured out a way to get in there? 38 years? I believe I would have tried a number of things. But I'll have grace on the man. Jesus asks him, do you want to get well? Maybe the man has never really thought about it. 
What would he do if he's made well? Where would he go? What would his life be about? What does tomorrow bring for the man if he can't lie there, begging, depending, waiting? Maybe he's just been going through the motions for 38 years. He doesn't even really mind laying there anymore. His answer reflects a long history of effort that has gone unrewarded. He never actually answers Jesus clearly. He doesn't say yes. Maybe he's been asked that question before. But Jesus extends the invitation anyway. He says three things. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Now the word for get up, ready for the Greek? It's also the word arise. You may see it translated that way. It is the word for resurrection in our gospel. Lazarus, get up. He says to the man, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man is made well. He's born into a new life, a new reality, recreated. He gets up, he picks his mat up, and he walks. There's no word of gratitude. There's no word of faith, although he got up, so that says he had faith at least a little bit to respond But now he walks away after a 38-year existence in one spot. And he walks away into a much harder and much more satisfying way of life. He's awakened back into reality where he can and must engage the day. I suppose in the moment when Jesus asked him if he wanted to get well, he may have paused to consider, do I want change? I mean, who does, right? Am I ready for the responsibility that comes with being able to work for myself? I'm pretty confident that once he got up, got over the pain of waking up into a new reality, there was no way he would ever go back. Where we need caffeine to give me a pick-me-up in the morning, amen? He couldn't get it from the pool. He needed Jesus. Because that's what Jesus does. Jesus calls us into a resurrected life now. Where we've been lying, Jesus says, get up. Where we've been wasting away, Jesus says, pick up your mat. Where we've wandered aimlessly, Jesus says, walk. Do we want to get well? My good friend was lying in his pain and despair for years and his addictions. And something happened a few months ago. He was just on the edge of death. He was, they found him on a bench outside on a Sunday morning in January. December, I don't know, it was cold. He was lying there. He was awoken, he says. The presence of friends and family who had been searching for days and finding him let out a cry of rejoice and then a cry of despair at what they saw. And he says, I will never forget the sound of my mother crying. He realized the love that existed for him. And it gave him purpose. He received the invitation to get up. And for the first time, he accepted it. Eventually, he realized that only through faith in God can he truly receive life-giving new birth. And he's making his peace with God, and I am so excited for him. 
And in the meantime, he's picked up his mat and he's re-engaged life. He is thankful for each and every day and he's thankful for being woken up and he actually asks God to keep waking him up. And I think, gosh, I know a lot of people who've never thought to pray that. We get kind of complacent, don't we? Comfortable? He's not done snapping out of his former existence and he never will be. And the truth is, none of us will ever be beyond the need of being woken up. In our Christian faith through our Wesleyan tradition, we call this perfection and sanctification. All right, these are really churchy words, so let me break it down. We say yes to the Holy Spirit and a baptism. We say yes, just like the same yes as an I do. I'm going to live into a new reality, and that's going to take time. And every day is going to be me saying yes again and again, and the Holy Spirit is then within us to empower us, to perfect us, and we speak of the work of the Holy Spirit by the word fire, The fire burns within us and burns away all that doesn't belong to purify us, to perfect us, to sanctify us, to bring to life that which does belong. And through that fire of punishment, we actually come out redeemed. Jesus Christ doesn't baptize with water. Jesus Christ baptizes with the Spirit and fire. Amen? Every day we are in need of being woken up. Now, I think about this man getting up. Imagine standing up after laying there for 38 years. Okay, I'm 38, I know, I'm, I'm young. But after 38 seconds, it's hard to stand up, right? I change a diaper and then I get up and I'm like, ugh, what happened? It only gets better though, right? Imagine this man's next few days. 38 years and now he's up and about. But he fights. Imagine my friends next few years, and those of you who are recovering know what I'm talking about. Have you been stuck? Have you been lying in your mess? Have you been depending upon some other method of healing? Have you refused to grow? Have you been resisting the Spirit's efforts to rage the fire within to perfect you into the love of Jesus Christ? Have you been so focused on the work of others and what they should be doing that you've managed to ignore your own work? You got so focused on that splinter that you've ignored the tree. Have you ever been asleep? Are you asleep to your own reality? Are you convinced that your darkness is light? Are you afraid of what life might mean if you left the old behind? Are you ready to wake up each and every day? Do you want to be made well?